You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Smell that? It smells like it smells like up dog. What's up, dog? I don't know, dog. What's up with you? It's an oldie but a goodie. It's an yep. oldie but a goodie. Thank you, Justin Tucker. Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. I'm your good buddy Liv. And if you are keeping score, this is episode 118, the Thanksgiving Day edition. Yep. Well, a post Thanksgiving Day yeah, edition. Yeah, the post Thanksgiving. Right? So, a couple things. Uh, first, um, first apologies to you for dropping the ball on our uh, on our Thanksgiving Eve plans to uh to record or thanksgiving eve eve plans to record or whenever we had it yeah um, i don't know if if this registered with you or if i'm making too big of a deal about it but um i got a new iphone recently okay and it was a big I, it was a big hurdle to overcome on my part because i didn't want a new iphone Mostly because I couldn't afford a new iPhone. Yeah. But also, I've been, I've been a non-contract Verizon customer since 2013. That was the last time I had an upgrade available, but I didn't take it because because you guys signed a contract. Exactly. But yeah. apparently, the they've changed the game. I guess because now the iPhones are so expensive. They can't afford to give them away anymore. They can't afford to give them to you for a hundred bucks or whatever the deal used to be. I feel like they were giving that those away when you walked in the door, right? Yep. Two-year contract, free phone, blah blah blah. But I guess since they're so expensive now, the way it works, at least here, is you just finance the phone. Twenty dollars yeah, a month. I'm actually leasing mine. Okay. At okay. the end of two years, they're going to replace it with the brand new one, you know? Cause oh, it, okay. Interesting. Because I had always bought it before. Well, always. The, for the other iPhone I had, I bought. <laughs> you know, I held on to that one for, let me think how long that was, you know, almost three years, you know, before replacing it. It just ended up being a better deal to lease it, you know? Because I'm like, I don't care about holding on to the phone. Yeah, I don't. Uh, when did iPhones come out, and or when did they become popular? I don't, they came I don't out know. like in two thousand eight, I think. Like it was a long time ago. Okay, so I want to say, like two thousand nine, um, I bought Ange uh, an iPhone for a holiday, maybe birthday, at Christmas, something like that. Um, Yom Kippur, <laughs> big holiday in the Sanders family. Yep. Um, we're Syracuse people after all I didn't get uh, myself one for a couple years I stayed with the flip phone I had the one where the 
uh, you turned it sideways and you pushed it up and you had the full keyboard there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that phone. What was that called? Like the sidekick? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was perfect. So I wasn't into iPhone until maybe 2010, which would probably make sense. Maybe 2011 had a iPhone 4. That was the first iPhone that I got. And then after that, uh, my mom got an upgrade and I got a hand-me-down. So I went to the iPhone 5 and that was it for the last couple of years. Uh, yeah. And it just got to the point where I couldn't, it couldn't hold the charge. It was just, it had outlived its usefulness. So I hesitated, I hesitated, and finally I was like, I have to go in. So I went in, and part of it, as I mentioned, was I didn't want to be under contract. I didn't want to spend money I didn't have. But the other part was I didn't want a $700 phone. <laughs> you know, the the iPhone 6 yeah. and the iPhone 7 are just... Yeah, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. And it's like, it's more than I need, and... I did a little research and I found that somewhere in there they released this half step. It, it's the uh, it's the iPhone SE special edition, small okay. edition, something like that. I don't know if it was particularly popular. I don't know if it got buried in like a you know a mid release cycle or I remember hearing a little bit about it, but essentially. It's the same as the iPhone 5. It just has more memory, more processing power. It's it's an upgrade, but it's still like a legitimate phone size. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I ended up getting. And when I when I upgraded to the new iOS, um, whatever it is now. Uh, yeah, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Uh, it downloads some native apps, including like iMovie. Yeah. Um, and GarageBand. So this is a game changer for you and I, at least from my perspective. Because right now, any time we need to record, uh, I need to be at the terminal here, and then you can be um, mobile, as, but as long as you're on Skype, right? This is kind of yeah. like my computer is the command center. And there, that's for no other reason than that's just how we do it, you know? You're a smart guy and you're computer literate and you love Apple products. So it would take you a half a day to learn the tools that I use to record this and put it together. But we just we just don't because it's easier to say, hey, let's just re- I'll be home at seven. Let's record. But my theory was with GarageBand on my phone and presumably GarageBand on your phone, we can both record our respective sides of the conversation in GarageBand, even on a just a regular phone call. And then you can send me your file and I can take my file and we can put it together. Now there's But we'd some... be talking, right? Like we would yeah. Yes, yes, we'd be talking. It'd be very <laughs> awkward to do it the Yeah, you know, it would be a conversation. I'm trying to and... predict our one person decides he's gonna lead the conversation and you have to react <laughs> to it. Like you're Filming a movie with a cartoon. Right, right. <laughs> I'm standing there in green screen. I've got yeah. a green suit on with little probes all over me. Yes, yeah, like we're making Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So the theory behind that is that we both have the mechanism to record and then we can easily put them together. Because that's the trick, is finding these two files that I can then merge to make a conversation. Now, there's going to be some practical issues that we don't need to get into. Um, but in essence, that was the theory. 
and yeah, and, and it and it would have worked with a little testing. The it would have worked like, if not for you meddling kids. <laughs> and basically, that's what it ran. That's what it came down to. It's a couple meddling kids. Yeah. Um, I got. I my plan was to spend Saturday and Sunday here, uh, in Asbury doing house shit, doing a bunch of work. Um, I had last Saturday of, and Sunday. You mean? Yep. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Before pre Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. Do some work around the house, get it ready, so when I come home, I can you know decorate for Christmas and the whole deal. Um, Ange had taken the dogs on Sunday, um, Sunday morning. Um, her mom and dad were going to watch him, so I had a little extra me time, and I was going to do some food shopping Saturday, um, Monday morning, and then take off for the Poconos and have a full week up in the Poconos. Get up there mid afternoon and then get there fast and take it slow. In the Poconos. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there fast and then we'll take it slow. So that was my plan. It did not come to fruition because uh taxes need to be paid on Monday. But uh. they only take cash. And I had to go to the bank and get well, the property exact taxes? Sewage. Sewage taxes? Yes. There's a quarterly sewage tax. See, I think that... all that stuff's just in my bill. It's the only thing that's not in my monthly mortgage payment. Yeah. So I had to get that squared away because I missed the payment. It was a couple days overdue. And usually it's just incremental interest. But I'd asked for the amount and I noticed it was significantly higher. Um and they started they started implementing a uh, bill of sale fee meaning if oh, you're gosh. 10 days overdue they're going to put it up for sheriff sale and they start the process in order to reverse the process it costs you 40 bucks which is they might as well just call it a late fee yeah that's bullshit you know so but for however many years i've owned property we used to we used to forget to pay it we'd get the pink notice that's saying if you don't pay within two weeks it's going they should just put that in your water bill man it's such bullshit yeah the problem is is that the the different different entities different Uh, uh, public see here the water people and the sewer people it's the sewage and water board oh yeah yeah yeah, even though it's all dysfunctional and fucked up at least it's all (laughs) one bill That's true. God bless them. Yeah. (laughs) They can do that right. Yes. Um, Even though it is a great source for cronyism and ripping off (laughs) the taxpayers, at least they got that part right. (laughs) Well, this is the same municipality that sent out a notice a while ago that said, um, oops, we made a mistake. Uh, We forgot to file some paperwork in our quarterly... Um, earnings disclosure and we need every homeowner in Asbury Park to pay a $50 deficit on their bill. Just out of an adjustment. Yeah. Which is bullshit because they don't have the authority to do that and they quickly found that out because they sent out another letter within a few days to say, never mind. Yeah. So, so it's so dysfunctional. The the whole thing is so dysfunctional. So anyway, I got that all squared away, then hit the supermarket. I figured Monday before Thanksgiving is going to be 
dead because everybody has either done their shopping over the weekend or they're procrastinating and they're not going to do it until Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. And I don't know how busy it was Tuesday or Wednesday, but it was fucking busy on Monday. So it took me like two hours to get all the shopping done because as you know, the Santa's family Thanksgiving requires each family or, uh, or representative of a family, um, To cook a meal for the others. Which really fucks you since you're a single person. I'm flying solo. Yeah, you have help on this. It means, right. And it's more like more shopping, more prep, more thought process. But I'm getting it done. It's taking a little longer. It's just two hours. But the real problem is traffic. Because regardless of whether people are taking off for Thanksgiving or not, I'm just going to hit Jersey rush hour traffic at, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. 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 So I didn't get up there until late. And my plan was to go out to dinner with my parents. They wanted to bring me to this place that they always go. And, you know, they, they were excited about it. So I I didn't want to blow them off and it was dinner time. So we went, we had a good time. We had dinner while I'm coming home from dinner, I get a text message from the homestead that says, um, let me read you the exact text message. This is from the house in the Poconos? No, this is from Oh, here. this is from Asbury Park House, the real homestead. Okay. Yes. Uh, so let's see. It says, Matt. I just got home from work, and when I unlocked the door, the entire lock cylinder came out with my key attached in it. I don't Uh. know what happened, but the bottom is now locked. So, so there's some type of malfunction, right? (laughs) Yeah, obviously, the whole damn cylinder came out. So, And it's one of those things, like, obviously the cylinder came out, but I'm I'm willing to attach personal blame to the issue. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's my mindset. Like who sent the text message? Someone, someone, not Roscoe, not Roscoe. One of the, one of the, the lessee. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So, uh, but in my mind, I'm like, well, if I locked the door, it wouldn't, the cylinder wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't have broke. Yeah, Yeah. And I've got, I've got a two, a two-part issue here. One is it's, well, I've got a broken lock that I have to fix. I just got the thing rekeyed less than a year ago. It shouldn't break, and that's going to cost me $100 to fix. Jeez. At what point am I not resp- – I, I know legally as a landlord I have responsibilities, but from a practical standpoint, I'm like, Jesus Christ, uh, – enough's enough you know when's gonna be my time lord (laughs) you know like okay fine patience of job right (laughs) and then the other is well i'm like 300 miles away man what do you want me to do about it yeah no kidding like you know what are you gonna do about right now exactly figure out how to how to jimmy it and then i'll deal with it when i get home you know so i text roscoe god love him God love him because really when when he's not fucking things up, he's a huge help. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
he's a he's a saint, right? So I text him and I go, "Hey, man," and I screenshot him and I say, "Can you just deal with this?" <laughs> <laughs> and um, so he hopefully calls he didn't me. take hopefully he didn't take the door apart to fix the lock. <laughs> The lock was broken, so I fucking destroyed the door, and it all uh, figured out. Well, which is funny because I I, I followed that up um, today with another request, um, to which I came home to like an obliterated situation. <laughs> you know, it required yeah, a, it required a, you know a little gentle loving care and a tender loving care, and he took a sledgehammer to it kind of situation. But it, with the lock. Yeah. He's on it. He calls me, says, listen, I got this under control. Um, you know, uh, I'll at least get it so it's locked. I'll tell everybody to use the back door because um, in my house, the keys are the same for the front and the back door. Yeah, I mean, that's the way. Yeah, I mean, my locks, I mean, I when I bought the house, I replaced the locks because, you know, you don't yeah. want the people that renovate the house to maybe have keys to your house, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but, so but I yeah, I mean, thing. it's a real bitch because if one lock goes out, you you, you got to replace all the locks. Uh, exactly, right? Yeah. But here's where I'm ahead of the game because when I had the keys relock or, or the locks rekeyed last time for an extra 30 bucks or whatever it was, he there was a deadbolt on the basement. Okay. I said, hey, man. Can you just make that the same key as well? Because now I only need one key for every single lock in the house. There's only three doors. Front door, back door, basement door. They all use the same key. Perfect. So I say, Roscoe, hey, dude, listen. You don't know this, but the basement door is the same as the other two locks. And he's like, done. So he switched out the, the basement lock and, um, and fixed it. And where the does the door. basement lock lead to? Just the basement. I mean, it doesn't lead outdoors, huh? No, no, no. Totally oh, indoors. So, yeah, that's fine. So it's just the, it's just an internal door lock. Yeah. Y- yeah. So what? But what I wanted was to, um, if I ever wanted to lock that, and because the tenants don't have access to the basement on a yeah, regular yeah, yeah. basis, so you don't want. Yeah. If if I ever wanted to lock it down, I could lock it down. Yeah, but you can take care of that problem with the cylinder. Probably get it fixed or whatever. Exactly. And yeah. you know what? To be honest, if I don't have the same key, I'll just go out and buy another deadbolt. That's fine. No big deal. It all, yeah, big it all deal. Just for the time. basement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it all worked out fine. But by that point, I was fried between the taxes and the shopping and the and Yeah, the and traffic. having to deal with bullshit like that to cap off the evening. I get it. So my uh, my apologies to you because I know we wanted to we wanted to bang one out. But more importantly, apologies to the Two Sorry Excuses Army because I don't see you're not a big listener of the uh, of the final product. But in my haste to get uh, episode 117 up, I didn't realize that we had some type of uh, some type of edit or some type of of continuity break. But there is about an hour into the episode, the audio is mismatched. Uh. So, just uh, by way of how we make the sausage, way, 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 way back in the day, you and I used to record on the same channel. 
Yes. Right. So when you would when you would crap out, it would crap out the whole the whole channel. It would crap out the whole conversation. There was no way around it. Then we figured out how to record on separate channels. Bought some software. Now I'm recording on channel one. You're recording on channel two. If for some reason you take a big dump over my monologue, I can just cut you out, and it doesn't affect the rest of the broadcast. The downside with that is when we edit for whatever reason and sometimes the mic goes out sometimes we have to go to the bathroom or whatever it is and i'm not diligent in the editing process something like that can happen and yeah it's exactly what happened but it wasn't it wasn't so bad i actually had to listen to the episode twice to realize that it was it, it was mismatched, and it was only mismatched by a second or two. So I was commenting or laughing at a comment that you hadn't finished saying yet. Yeah, like this old skit from SNL from the 80s, the man who's 30 seconds ahead of time and the man who was 30 seconds behind in time on the talk show. Essentially, exactly. Yeah. So yes. we've gotten pretty good at developing a rapport and a timing in these conversations like you know when i'm pausing for dramatic effect for the most part and you know when i'm pausing to let you enter into the conversation right yeah so like just now perfect example <laughs> so <laughs> cue synergy <laughs> so so far we've given our listeners if they're listening right now we've given them 20 minutes of why we didn't record a show last week and <laughs> along with and why the one that was recorded the week before was all fucked up. <laughs> right. Right. This is a podcast about <laughs> fucking up, basically. <laughs> well, I'm using it as a teaching moment. Yes, because yes. I've, I've now improved uh the manner in which I publish a podcast. Something I probably should have been doing a long time ago, but never had... I never realized how important it would be to take this extra step. Now I take the extra step, and we can avoid that problem. Because the issue is, I've already spliced the podcast together. There's four tracks that go into making the podcast. The intro, where we, where that British lady says you're listening to. Yeah. My, my audio, your audio, and then the closing, you know, uh, applause and, and music. So I, I've improved how how that goes together, but too late because now the 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 master file for that particular episode is just one channel. Everything's been spliced together. So I was debating going back in and trying to edit out instances where we kind of are talking over each other and then taking your original file, which always remains separate somewhere else for posterity and, and putting that back in. But, um, you'll be happy to know that the, the, the few, uh, TSEC faithful, gave that episode a thumbs up. They said that they barely even noticed that it was an issue. Um, oh, do you know so, who these listeners are? Well, Josh and Jeremy. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. 
Oh, I'm glad to hear Jeremy's listening again. He is. He is. And he um, really appreciated the um, the post-election episode and um, would was very happy to know that you were a libertarian because he also... He also voted libertarian in the, uh, in the election <laughs> and, and uh, appreciated the conversation uh, and the time well, we like devoted. Well, it's like they say, great minds think alike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, I'm glad so that you're back in the good graces of Jeremy, too. So those, uh, that's right, you guys had beef for a while. Yeah, beef. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't even remember what that was about. Uh, either do I. Either do I. <laughs> so that um, that's it. That uh, that gets us on track. Apologies for all the uh, the the recent miscues, but um, we're we're looking good. We're back. We're recommitted. Um, it's post Thanksgiving, which is always a big uh, big time of year for me, both uh, both physically and mentally. Um, well, let me ask like, you a question. Um, yes. What did you make? Let me, uh, like Josh always makes like breakfast, right? Yeah. So here's the breakdown. Here's the breakdown. The traditional breakdown is, um, everything starts with Thanksgiving dinner. So Thanksgiving dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, Friday morning is, um, is traditionally Josh's breakfast. Josh's but your family. mom cooks the Thanksgiving dinner, or do y'all all make dishes for it, too? Um, How does that work? Yeah, no, my mom makes everything. I fry a turkey. Okay, she makes everything. My mom used to want to make everything, and she still makes most of it. But now we make stuff to bring, because, you know, it is kind of crazy. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I had tried to help uh do dishes at one point in the yeah. weekend um and my mom's exact words were i'm fine i'll do it everybody else screws it up <laughs> <laughs> so you can uh, that's dishes you can like only just imagine washing dishes yeah just washing dishes all right, right so she doesn't want y'all messing with her thanksgiving dinner exactly yeah. Exactly. All right. So, so Thanksgiving dinner gets gone, and then it, Friday morning is the is the official beginning of the meals the uh, the siblings are making. Yes. So that's Josh's family, and that's that's an interesting dynamic because a couple couple different reasons. One, um, Josh's wife does not eat. There's only she's she's a particular eater. There's only a few things that she eats. Um, I don't know if eggs is one of them. I don't think eggs is. So there's not a lot of breakfast foods that she eats. So he he takes the lead on the breakfast f- for them for as their representative. In addition to that, there used to be a, a tradition of going out at midnight. There's a big, um, what do they call, you know, those outlet outlet malls. Yeah. There's a big outlet mall up there. So like the, the Black Friday thing? Yep. So they used to go, my sister, Ange, um, all the girls, four girls, they would all go shopping. And for the most part, my sister was drunk, and that was always a big, you know, a, they'd get a few giggles out of that. 
And like this is Thanksgiving night they would do this? this like midnight, yeah. Like at midnight? Yeah. Yep. At midnight. So um they'd get home at like six o'clock in the morning and go to sleep. So Josh would be up with the kids cooking the breakfast. This year they've changed that. They don't go until Friday morning really really early. So either way, his wife is out. Michelle's out of the out of the picture. So Josh is in charge. And um Josh is like Josh is like I don't want to say a bull in a china shop. <laughs> Because he does have some finesse to him, but he he picks like he picks things by like hook or by crook. We're gonna eat pork roll, you know. Yeah. So somewhere he's got pork roll cooking. Somewhere he's got sausage cooking. It's all a very basic breakfast, but they're like the messiest components of a breakfast you can have. All the greasiest stuff yes, popping yes. everywhere. Yeah. Right, right. So that's that's Josh. He's got that going. Um, and it's it's basically scrambled eggs and then a, a bunch of breakfast meats, which are, which are good. Um, you know, hard. Is your sister one that made the uh, casserole, the breakfast casserole or whatever? Yes. Right. So my okay. sister is, is maybe the I'm casserole. jumping ahead of the game now. My sister is the casserole queen. Okay. Here's the issue we run into this year. Um, Jeremy has revised his, um, his Thanksgiving itinerary. He is an hour away. So he, um, he was coming, uh, Thursday and, um, ended up staying over Thursday and having breakfast Friday morning, but he took off Friday. So that means Saturday is usually his breakfast, traditionally his breakfast. Yeah. Now we hadn't communicated very well as individually or as a family on, Hey, listen, um, you know, so-and-so is not going to be here, uh, the whole time. Then maybe we should switch up the breakfasts or whatever. So, um, my sister ended up having Saturday covered. She, um, she made a uh, blueberry French toast casserole. Of course, whatever it was going to be, was going to end in the word casserole. <laughs> so she cooks that up. She puts that in the fridge. Blueberry and... French taste casserole. That's interesting. Yeah, I actually brought some home. There, you know, on the on the Sunday when everybody parts ways, there's a the a mass exodus. It's like, um, you know, a plague of locusts with Tupperware flying around. Yeah. On you know who's going to take what? Please take this. Go home with it. You know, most people say no. I'm good. I don't want anything. So I was able to snag some of the uh, some of the French toast, and I brought that home. So that was um, that was Saturday. Let me rewind. Let me rewind to Friday. Friday is typically my dinner. Okay, which is pretty good. Pretty good dinner to have. It's it's post Thanksgiving dinner. It's post leftover lunch. So people are interested in something else besides turkey. Yeah. So um, I've done taco bar, 
where we made all different kinds of tacos. We've done make your own pizza. Um, we've done grilled cheese sandwiches. It's usually an undertaking. Whatever it is requires hundreds of pots, dozens of prep plates, <laughs> countless numbers of ingredients. It's always it's always a lot. But this year, Josh had won. Um, Josh had told me he won. I had heard that my mom had won them. But either way, the family had acquired two tickets, second row, um, behind the goal to the New Jersey Devils uh, Detroit Red Wings hockey game on Friday. Okay, and Josh is trying to take credit for the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> the the text that I had gotten back in the day, I, I thought had said I won. But when my mom asked me why I wasn't going, I said, well, I just, you know, it's not something that interested me. And she said, well... Um, when I got the tickets, I had thought that it would be like a guy's day. So it says, we're up in the Poconos. Would you be interested in going to the Devils? I placed a winning auction bid for two tickets on the glass behind the goal. So it was a school um, it was a school auction, and he's the new you know administrator. And yeah. I guess he wanted to participate. So he found something that he thought you know he would like, and, and he won. So there's some miscommunication there at some, in some form or another. But either way, there's tickets that my dad, who's a big Devils fan, and How many Cole, tickets were there? Two. All right, so two. just a pair of tickets. Okay. And, uh, they're, but they're going to sit essentially on the glass. It's two rooms. Yeah, which is awesome. Once-in-a-lifetime experience kind of deal. Yeah. So Josh says, do you want to go? Eric, uh, Jillian's husband, is a huge hockey fan. Um. And he jumps on the opportunity to go, and obviously Josh is going to go. But, you know, it's an hour and a half back to where I live. They play in Newark, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 You know, so it's about 45 minutes up the parkway from me, but by the airport. Yeah. So, you know, I just don't – I don't want to commit to that. I don't want to commit cramming into a seat at a hockey game. You know, I'm just not there mentally. I'm, 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 I'm just. Wait, not... we're we're more than two people gonna go. Yeah, so y'all Josh gonna and... like make a whole family trip out of it, like. Josh and Eric bought tickets because Josh is gonna go because Cole's going and Eric wanted oh, to go. Oh, okay. So Cole and your dad were taking the tickets that Josh won, right? Yes. Okay, so they were buying tickets, and it was gonna be basically the four of them, and ideally you. Yes. Okay, I got it. I got you. But I, I opted out. So wh- where this really affects me is that Friday is usually my dinner, and these guys are taking off. They're, they're leaving. Yeah, and that's, you know. they're not going to be around until – they're not getting back till after midnight. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, – and that's when we let it all hang out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom says, hey, listen, I got this covered. Um she said, we're going to make family dinner, which is a big uh, pasta dinner. It's like a uh, big ziti. It's, it's traditionally the Saturday night dinner. Or are you going to shake uh, that tambourine? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so she said, I'm going to move that to Friday afternoon. 
we're gonna have an early dinner and you know everybody will, will be on their way so what are you making you're making a big ziti you said yeah so every every uh every saturday is is regardless of what your travel plans are you you should be there for for thanksgiving dinner and you should be there for the saturday family dinner okay so um so a lot of that started because um Angie and i wouldn't make thanksgiving dinner we went to her parents for thanksgiving yeah so the only time we were all together for like an organized dinner um was that the saturday family dinner so that even though we're we're, we're now all together on thanksgiving um that the, the tradition kind of stuck so my mom says we'll have that early it'll be a it'll be a late lunch instead Matt, you have your dinner on on Saturday, which is okay. fine, but um, it really messed up Thanksgiving turkey sandwiches on Friday <laughs> afternoon. You know, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know it's two. We're having this big dinner at two o'clock, and I I've been trying to eat reasonable, so I didn't want to, you know scoff down a breakfast josh's pork roll extravaganza on friday morning <laughs> then the heart slot the artery clogger special right and then <laughs> stuff a bunch of stuffing del sol casserole you know turkey sweet potato pie cornbread pudding you know onto a hoagie roll and slather that with cranberry sauce and yeah. mayonnaise. And, I'm going to interject real quick and say I think I would like Josh's breakfast, though. <laughs> it's a good breakfast. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's just there's a lot of grease. Yes. A grease, grease is the word. So um, so the, the early dinner on Friday kind of messed my, my turkey vibe up a little bit. But it was all good. Um we had the dinner, a little disjointed. People were kind of running all over the place, but we had the the, the pasta and then the you know the baked ziti, and then they went off to the game, and I hung out and you know just kind of goofed around and relaxed, which is I really needed to relax. So I took advantage of that. Saturday is now showtime. All right, it's it's my time. So Julian makes a casserole breakfast. And then everybody kind of does their own thing. I think the kids went to see a movie, and um, Eric studies Chinese, and Jeremy um, had gone home Friday during the day, but he was coming back up Saturday for for um, for my dinner. And I came up with the the idea of making uh, savory pies. Oh, okay. But. My sister's gluten-free. She has a gluten allergy. And it's pretty wicked. Like one time, some gluten snuck into something um, that I had made her early on in her, in her, uh, in the infancy. Does she have celiac or just the yeah. allergy? Uh, to, to be honest, I don't know the difference. Yeah, okay. I know that when she eats it, it puts her out of commission. Like she gets really bad stomach pains um, and it's ugly. And I'd seen it firsthand, and and I didn't want to see it again. So I've tried to make not just gluten-free options for for my dinner, but 
to make the whole thing gluten-free. And I found uh, when you buy and work with Bisquick, you can make miracles happen on the gluten-free frontier. So Oh, Bisquick's uh, gluten-free? Yes, there's a okay. gluten-free Bisquick, which okay. you, you can't tell the difference. So I made a bunch of gluten-free savory pies. I made a shepherd's pie. I made a nice. um, deep dish Chicago style pizza pie. Oh, cool! I made a turkey pot pie, and I made a uh, cheeseburger pie, ground oh, nice. meat cheese, and, and yeah. some some bisquick. But for the turkey pot, seems pie, like a lot of work. It was a lot of fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, without uh, Eric's help and without Melissa's help. Jeremy's wife, I wouldn't have pulled it off because they each took a pie and took ownership of that pie. So that helped me out a lot. But the whole process started 12 hours, eh, probably 10 hours earlier when I started to smoke a turkey breast. So my dad cooks a 20-pound turkey. I fry a 12-pound turkey. So the 20-pound turkey doesn't even get eaten. It's really essentially being made to cook stuffing yeah. and to provide leftovers, right? So I should have just taken the turkey from my dad's baked turkey, traditionally baked turkey, and use that for my turkey pot pie recipe. But I figure I'm sitting in the Poconos for six days. I've got nothing else to do. I'm already bringing a fryer to fry the turkey, which if have you ever fried a turkey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it's the easiest thing to do, and it's the best tasting turkey that you can yeah, have. Yeah, fried turkey. I'm a big great, fan of man. it. Real moist. It's great. It's not greasy. The whole deal. Yep. So I um uh I decide if I'm gonna bring the fryer, I might as well bring the smoker, and I'm gonna smoke a turkey. So I buy a little six pound turkey breast, and I'm gonna smoke it. Came out great. Should yeah, that's you the photo you sent me, huh? Yeah, it looked pretty sweet, right? Yeah, yeah, it looked great. The only problem is, is that I followed the recipe for the turkey pot pie, which required a bunch of seasoning, figuring that you just have this bland turkey that you're throwing into this pie. My my turkey smoked for four hours. Yeah. It's got all the flavor it needs. When I added all the other spices, it made it a little too salty. Ah, uh, it was just too much. <laughs> so, what did you rub on? What did you rub on the turkey before you smoked it? Uh, some like uh, emeralds poultry rub. Okay. Some emerald, like, like the chef. Bam. Yeah. Okay. So, um, it was just you know generic off the shelf. I, I typically just buy a rub off the shelf. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't make my own. Um, but the turkey, so before I put it in the pie, I had cut off a couple pieces and obviously I had a couple bites myself, but then put it out for the, for everybody to, to pick at. And, um, and the consensus was there is no reason to bake a turkey anymore <laughs> between the fried turkey and the smoked turkey. You've got everything covered. Yeah. It was a culinary delight. Nice. It was delicious. So, uh, with much work and uh, and and many hoops to jump through, I got I got my dinner. I got my dinner on the table. Um, a little late, 
You know, I was hoping for 6.30. We got it on about 7.30. But to have that many pies come together in uh, in with one oven is uh, is a is a Yeah, miracle. that's amazing. So, it's a feat. Came pretty good. People liked it. Be- people enjoyed it. It's always kind of, uh, you know, uh, um, it's a little decadent. You know, my meal tends to be a little decadent, a little, <laughs> a little too many moving parts. But I think they appreciate that. <laughs> you know, it's the one, it's the one area in which I get rewarded for my, for my overblown sense of sense of accomplishment. And you critique you know? your brother, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the wake. Of of destruction that I leave behind me is is second to none. Yeah. There's oh, just... Josh gets a little out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> he has one greasy pot. I at at one point I had about eighteen uh, ingredient bowls strewn yeah. strewn around. You know. I'm sure. <laughs> so um, it was a good time and. Uh, and that Saturday is is typically the uh, the celebration of my birthday. Yes, happy birthday! Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Um, usually, it's a lot of a, people uh, don't know when your birthday is because you like to keep that on the DL. I do, I do. I I don't know why, um, because back in the day, well, I, I I know why, I know why. But back in the day, I used to. My birthday was the only birthday, despite the fact that it typically falls um, on Thanksgiving break. Going back to going back to Syracuse, right? Because it's either Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So it's it, you don't want to count Sunday because you come back to school. That's fine. It, there's four. You have four out of seven chances. That it's going to happen while I'm not physically on campus, right? Yep. But it was the only birthday that even came close to being celebrated during the school year. Soap is January 6th. He's the next oldest. And that's right smack dab in the middle of break. We don't come back yeah, to campus yeah. until after Martin Luther King, right? Typically, January 18th was when, yep. was when school started again. So... By that point, it's two weeks late. He's already celebrated with Reardon and all the guys up in Boston. So he's cool with that. Peter's is uh, May 25th. Which is We're when go- school's already out. We're gone. Reardon is um, is June 27th. And Laughlin oh, is that's Joel- the same day as my sister Mimi's birthday. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Mike Drew and Laughlin both have birthdays on July 1st. So... <laughs> I'm the only one who who had a birthday that we could we could celebrate properly. So, um I always loved my birthday. And you know, you get older and Well, you know, you, know, you get funny. a different perspective. I was talking to somebody, I was talking about that about my birthday the other day, how Well, you know why? Cuz I was talking to somebody you know, who's got a December birthday close to Christmas and how my mom my mom has a Christmas Eve birthday, and I was like, I always thought I had the best birthday because it was in the middle of July. I was like, when you're a little kid, you're never in school for it. I used to feel so bad for those kids. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like, like, you're sitting in school on your birthday. How terrible. 
you know, and then the other thing is it's far enough away from Christmas that you weren't getting screwed on gifts, you know? Right. Because it's right smack dab in the middle of the year, you know, where it's like, you know, you're close enough to Christmas. It's like, oh, well, we got you this big gift, you know, and you get kind of shortchanged if you're too close to Christmas, you know, like, like my mom on Christmas Eve, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. My best friend growing up, his birthday was on Christmas, and he always got screwed. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, you get a, well. This is both gifts, you know. This is this is this is Christmas and uh, in your birthday. It's kind of like, oh, that sucks, you know. Yeah. Even if it is like a two hundred dollar thing, that really sucks because you know you probably would have got a two hundred dollar thing for Christmas and a two hundred dollar thing for your birthday if it would have been a more reasonable date. You know? <laughs> right. And either the celebration of your birthday is either going to be disjointed because you're going to do yes. it on not on Christmas or yeah. it's going to be overshadowed or overshadowing Christmas yeah. activities. Yeah, it gets subsumed. Yeah, my brother's birthday is Wednesday, actually, the 30th. But like he was fortunate enough that they whenever it was that they initiated the law. But when I think it must have been when. FDR was in office when they finally standardized Thanksgiving that he was never going to have Thanksgiving on his birthday because there were people I saw who had their birthday as Thanksgiving. I was like, that's a really crappy day to have a birthday, you know? Yeah. Mine's falling on that. Uh, you know, whatever it is, one every seven or yeah. eight years. Yeah. Uh, and that seems like kind of a lousy day to have a birthday. Yeah. Um, when, well, when I was a kid, we would celebrate it on Thanksgiving regardless. Yeah. Uh, Family-wise. Yeah. Family-wise. Um, and then as I got, maybe as I was really young, I'd it'd have its own birthday party, obviously. And then as I got those middle tween teen years, we would just do it at my grandmother's on Thanksgiving. And yeah, when well, you quit having parties. Exactly. And then as I got older, it, it was back to the original day because, you know, I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the only um, downfall of the July birthday when I was a kid was, you know, not everybody could show up for your party because it's when everybody's taking vacation. But the way I look at that now is I don't know any of those people anymore. Screw it. I obviously didn't <laughs> miss them if I'm not friends with them 30 years later. Right. <laughs> I would say as an adult, July birthday's probably got to be at the tops. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah? You don't think? I mean, I like it. It's, it's a summertime. great birthday for me, yeah. I mean, summertime loses all its meaning when you're old, though. Uh, you know, I guess it depends on your perspective, because... Um, School teachers would probably disagree. Well, school teachers, yes. But it also loses meaning when you're working every day and then on top of it, it's hot as hell <laughs> where you are working. <laughs> See, I was, uh, I love Angie's birthday because it's July 3rd. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's a good one. The day before the 4th, so it gives you an extended holiday, basically. And who cares? Like, the 4th of July, it's not... It's not something that you're taken away from by having a birthday close to it. You're actually yeah. adding to the festivities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It gives you a reason to extend the festivities, too. Yep, exactly. You know? 
Exactly. So that's why I always thought that it would be cool yeah. to have a July birthday. No, I like the July birthday. I mean, it is. I mean, the good thing is there is stuff to do during the summer. So I guess that that's a bonus, though, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, you got one of these stupid winter birthdays and you're screwed. I mean, it would be worse if I was some a winter birthday if I was somewhere else. Here, it's not too terrible. I mean, hell, it was like 70 degrees today. You know? <laughs> you're not really getting screwed over on the winter front here. Right. If I was somewhere... <laughs> <laughs> if I was somewhere where it was like, oh, it's your birthday and there's a blizzard. <laughs> like all the snow they had in Syracuse last week. Did you see that? Yeah, they dropped like uh, two feet yeah. in a 24-hour period. Yeah, like it's like, oh, and we're not going anywhere. But those people up there love that shit, so maybe it's fine for them. Yeah, Roscoe, uh, Roscoe went right back into it he um i think i think he came after he went up wednesday okay i think it happened like monday tuesday something like that it all was cleared out by the time thanksgiving came around yeah it's crazy yeah chris mcqueenie had put up a bunch of pictures of his dog and then i saw something that was like this was friday afternoon in syracuse and there was people in shorts jogging it was from like Syracuse.com, the newspaper. Yeah, that's what Roscoe said. It went, it just, it flipped the script, and it was like yeah. the 60s. And it was like two days later. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, so that was it, man. That was my, uh, that was my. Well, that sounds awesome. It was a good time. It was very relaxing. I didn't have Bell's palsy, so that it always made helped. it better than previous Bell's palsy editions. <laughs> it uh, it's still still a little nerve wracking though you know all weekend I'm walking around doing face exercises making sure that you know the all my muscles are working and because in my mind I I associate the Poconos with Bell's palsy you know yeah but it's something that once it's gone it's gone um I mean at least that's my experience with it like and I thought most people's experience with it are yeah. you just having psychosomatic issues or something <laughs> everything i have is psychosomatic <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah it was a good um it was a good time i came back um last night and you know got settled in and today was a uh was a day in court and i'm back in the groove and um, but thanksgiving night must have been lousy to sit around and watch that colts game with your dad right yeah, that was miserable. By yeah. uh, by the third quarter, I think I had checked out. Yeah, uh, yeah. What did they win? They win 28-7? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I had no clue about Andrew Luck. I'm like, who the hell's this guy that was playing quarterback? Tolzine. Yeah, well, it's a big – obviously, it's a big football day in America. But um, Josh is a Cowboys fan. Yeah, no, I saw him post some crap. <laughs> Monday, last Monday, them being nine and two, I was just like, Ugh. I don't know, I just can't stand the Cowboys and their fans. Ugh. Sorry, uh, my brother Josh. Eric is a Redskins fan. He's from we Washington. Just call him a DC. Washington fan in my house. Yes, he's a Washington fan. <laughs> and what was the other game? Oh, Detroit. Detroit's always Detroit. You know, it's a big. Uh, Did you, you know, see the way they won that game? Vikings, man, they're a bunch of chumps. 
Detroit ties the game up with like a minute left. Oh, yes, left. yes, yes. <laughs> and they just rip the ball away from the guy or whatever. Like, what a bunch of chumps. I remember the Saints beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day on something like that years ago. You know? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that was... Uh, I was frying a turkey, so I was listening to it on the radio, but... Yeah, it's like the, the game was heading for overtime. Jeez. Um... So, yeah, so that wraps up uh, food and football. And today, I'm easing back into, I'm easing back into, uh, into my routine. I had court this morning, but afternoon I really reserved for a little, a little me time. Okay. Although, it required me first going to the DMV to renew my license. Which, normally, normally I wouldn't care. I don't get pulled over. I don't go out. I don't travel. If my if my license is a couple weeks past its expiration date, or its renewal date, so be it. You know? I usually get to it when I get to it. But, I don't know if I told you this, but I've been driving for Uber recently. Oh, okay. I did not know that. So I have to keep everything up to date, like my car is registered, my insurance is, is on point, and obviously I have to keep my, my license valid. So I go to DMV after court. I, got, I only had one case. I got out of there early. I figured Monday after Thanksgiving, at the end of the month, who's going to be at the DMV? <laughs> Everybody. The answer is everyone. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you got to work uh, on your instincts, man. Your Thanksgiving <laughs> grocery plans. <laughs> Who's going to be there on the Monday before Thanksgiving or whatever? Oh, it's so true, dude. It's so true. Yeah. I'm so horrible at that shit. Um, so I go in and I know it's going to take me all day, but I found this new, uh, this new iPhone app. Um, it's like, I never play games, you know, Angry Birds, shit like that. that yeah. doesn't interest me. I don't want to invest the time in it. But there's this app uh, called the – it's called uh, 2048. Okay. And it's a, it's a number puzzle. It's real addictive. And it's actually – I mean, I don't want to say that I'm – I'm preventing Alzheimer's by doing this, but it's it's a it's a little bit of a brain teaser challenge kind of deal. So I'm I'm justifying it by saying that it has some some cognitive advantages. So I'm gonna just play that. I'm gonna sit in the DMV for however however long it takes me, and I'm just gonna dick around on my phone. Apparently, I'm the only one who understands that going to the DMV is gonna be an extended endeavor. <laughs> Because everybody's bitching and moaning about, well, this is how it should be better, and they should open that window, and why don't they have these people open? Meanwhile, it's lunchtime. All the clerks have to eat. Yeah. So that's why that's why the windows are closed. You're the you decided it was convenient for you to come at lunchtime, but that doesn't mean that everybody else has to give up their lunch. So people are bitching and moaning. But I'm behind the worst guy that you can get behind in the DMV. Every single trait that you find undesirable in another human, 
this guy had. One, he was a older single man. So <laughs> he had nothing to do but talk to people. You know those guys who are like in their 60s, not married? Yeah. Don't spend a lot of time with other people. <laughs> DMV is like speed dating for them. He also smelt like he took a cigarette shower in a bath in an ashtray bathtub. He must have smoked a pack before he walked in the door knowing that he would not be able to smoke a cigarette for the next couple hours. He just reeked. And he wasn't interesting at all. So, he wants to engage every single person in his smelly state with uninteresting shit. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be one thing if, if if he had been around the world and had tales to tell, but the guy never fucking left New Jersey. (laughs) So, he's just, he's making friends anywhere he can, and he tries to make friends with me. By oh, I hate. Um, I try to look so unfriendly when I'm in places like that. Because the last thing you want is these people like that to try to chat you up, you know. And it's totally against my nature, man. You know me. The last thing in the world I can have is this fuck. I don't give any. I don't give a single shit about thinking bad about me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Normally, I'm going to engage. At least I'm going to chuckle at his joke. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to be overtly rude. Um, but he gave me a perfect opportunity to to be standoffish because um, he turns to me as we get close to the end of the line. Luckily, he had gotten somebody else's attention for most of the conversation. That guy had, had peeled off, and we're about two or three people from, from uh, getting to the to the clerk and and he says hey you look like uh i'm gonna guess you're a wall street type he says that to and you? yeah because i have a suit on oh okay uh, i got a i got my fancy pink checkered shirt on and, and a solid blue tie and yeah um i'm coming you're from court. wall street exactly and i said nope nope um legal field and he goes oh yeah what are you there a lawyer i said no nope, mediator and he's like, oh, yeah, you probably cause lots of problems. <laughs> and I said, nope, I prevent them. And he says, oh, all right. He goes, well, well, your shirt reminded me of prison. That's why, uh, that's why I prison. mentioned something. And I was, I was like, oh, just let it go, man. Just let it go. Don't ask. Don't ask. And I was like, so, but, of course, I need to know. I'm like, what, how did my shirt? remind you of pri- how did my pink shirt remind you of prison he's like yeah people in prison were selling their underwear or something i don't know <laughs> this cockamamie like clickbait you know headline and i'm like i don't get it he's like well they were then they dyed the, the underwear pink so no one would want to buy them and i was like oh that's good one good one man and then we parted ways <laughs> but he gets the number before my number when we have to go back to get our licenses you know so they give you they give you a number like in yeah. a deli 
you're 160, you're 161. He's ahead of me by one, so of course we're going to meet up. So we meet back up about two hours later, and he goes, Hey, how you doing? All right, good to see you again. I was like, yeah. And uh, and then he tried a few off-color jokes with me, and, um, and he tried to get into a discussion about Cigarette smoking, oddly <laughs> enough. It took him two hours to get back around to cigarette smoking. And he says, I'm a cigarette smoker. Um, did you know, this is this is what he decides to dazzle me with. Did you know that the patients in the mental ward at a hospital don't have the right to smoke? <laughs> I said, well, it's a hospital. I don't think anybody has the right to smoke in a hospital. And he said, yeah, well, you know, I went to, uh, I went to the hospital and I said I would donate up to $1,500 worth of vaping equipment so these guys could, could smoke. (laughs) (laughs) And normally I would just be like, oh, interesting. But this guy, this guy just didn't deserve that. Yeah. You know what I mean? He deserved my honest unfiltered opinion and i said that's what you're going to bat for (laughs) the rights of crazy smokers you're gonna donate money to that and he's like well i'm a smoker i think it's right that they should the rights uh, of crazy smokers they they should have the right to smoke and uh i said well i guess that's your right man yeah and he he decided that he didn't, he wasn't, I wasn't the audience that he had wanted. He tried to drop another joke or two on me. Um, Feeling you out, seeing when he can try to try out his racist ones on you. Yeah, exactly. You want to see how far he could go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so he wasn't getting it from me. So he decided to take refuge in the uh, loving arms of the, of the clerk whose job it is to take your picture for your license renewal. Yeah, yeah. And so I actually wrote this down. I texted this to myself so I wouldn't forget about it. Um, the guy's filling out the paperwork, and he's trying to uh, to start a conversation. The smoker's trying to start a conversation with him. and All he has is, hey, you're left-handed. <laughs> and the guy goes, yeah, yeah, I'm left-handed. And the smoker says, you know what? My brother's left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> You're reaching now. <laughs> the guy, the clerk did not even dignify that with a response. As he shouldn't have. He just let it go. And uh, and he was defeated. He's like, you know, I could see it in his face that if he can't even make a connection... Using his left-handed brother. What does this world come to? Yeah, my brother's left-handed. What a coincidence. <laughs> Jesus. So that was how I spent most of my uh, most of my, my day off. Um, transitioning back to the real world. Yep. Uh, by spending some time with, uh, with the dregs of humanity at the DMV. Oh, God. However, um, I did have a... a a bright spot to end the day. I picked myself up a uh, 22-inch Weber kettle charcoal grill. Yeah, I saw it. it looked nice. 
Did you get it on clearance or something? No, it's used. Oh, okay. Because those are like 150 new, I think. Yeah. That model. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's got the... Here's what sold me. It's got that that little, like, one-touch cleaning ash reserve yeah, on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I didn't realize was a was an accessory. I thought all of the the um, kettle uh, uh, grills, Weber kettles, came with that. That's how I'd only ever seen them. But once I started to do some research after um, after your triumph with the uh, reduced price grill, yeah, um, I took it upon myself to do a little research and figure out how I could acquire one. And I realized that no, it's an additional cost. Yeah, it comes thing. with that fancy one, but they sell a twenty-two inch model, just like they sell an eighteen inch model, which I do have that just has a little ash can under it, you know, a little ash tray. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so in addition to having that, they charge that a lot of money for that little thing being on there. And in addition to that, the guy threw in a brand new cover, never been. Oh, used. that's nice. So I ended up getting it for 50 bucks. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, that's a really good he deal. Said, he said he's only had it for a year. Um, and then he decided to upgrade. Uh, I guess he had gotten another used one off of Craigslist or whatever. But uh, two weeks ago, I, I'd seen it online. Craigslist is great and, for stuff like that. Well, that was one of the things that I was looking for after our conversation yeah. about, you know, just looking for things to add. Um, you know, regular household items yep. that we could add at a reasonable price. Um, so about two weeks ago, I I saw that and he wanted fifty bucks for it. So I emailed him and I said, "Would you take 40 Because ATMs either give you forty I or sixty. Offer like ten or less or something like with Craigslist. You always got a uh, you always get a bargain with people. Sometimes if they don't take it, big deal. If you want it enough, it's worth it. You know. Right. So. If he had it listed for forty, I probably wouldn't have have tried to negotiate. If he had had it listed for sixty, I probably wouldn't have negotiated, but I probably wouldn't have contacted him. Yeah. Right? yeah. But because he had it at fifty, well, an ATM gives you two twenties. That's reasonable for me. I don't have to give any extra effort. Well, yeah, that's what and... I hate. Sometimes when I'm buying, doing deals with that, I gotta go find and make change and stuff. You know, when they want. You know, because you, if you're trying to negotiate, you don't want to let them know how much money you have, too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I had emailed him and said, hey, would you take 40 And he, you know, rightfully said, listen, uh, it's only a year old or whatever. It's only two seasons old. Um, I have uh, this, you know, brand new bin on the bottom, and I've got the cover. It's never been used. I just replaced the handle for the tool um, holder. All those things together cost more than fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. So he just wants to recoup the investments that he's put into it. My guess is he didn't put these investments in to sell it. He had put them in to use them, and then he lucked into something better. Yeah. So as long as he can get this, you know, his investment recouped, he'll be he'll be fine. So I said, listen, uh, I'll get back to you if at any point you want to sell it for forty. I'm your guy. Call me. And I'll come and pick it up. So over the weekend, I just kept replaying the 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 conversation you and I had about 
about your exploits, you know, and, and, and getting it and, and, and getting a deal on it and, you know, recognizing the value of something like that. Yeah. So I emailed the guy over the weekend and said, listen, if you still have it, I'm interested, but I'd like to come look at it. I'm not going to buy it. 40 bucks, sight unseen. I'll buy it. 50 bucks, I need to look at it. So just so happened this guy is in um, Beechwood, which is the town next to Tom's River. Okay. So I had to go down and pick up the dogs today. And I still had the truck. And I had a couple birthday bucks in my pocket. Nice. So everything was coming up Sandman. Yep. So I drive down. I, The guy, he's home all day on Monday. Perfect. Right? So there's no pressure to get down there. Um, I can do it while I'm going to pick up the dogs. Um, I go to his house. He's got a couple little kids. He and I are talking, uh, you know, we're talking smoking and grilling and cooking. And, you know, I'm telling him how I'm trying to upgrade to, to Weber stuff. And, you know, I just kind of had entry-level equipment. And he's like, listen, this is going to be the best thing that you've got. Um, and I said, listen, I also want to get a smoky, uh, uh, Weber Smoky Mountain smoker i know that's a little redundant and he said nope he said totally not redundant you have different you know implements for different needs this <laughs> he's like a grill master one, huh he really is yeah. he, he was great i wanted to hug him and invite him up to asbury for you know for a vodka grapefruit but i was like all right that's weird yeah so i just you know i i left um it's got the grate that folds up yeah that's that's key because that's good for Towards smoking and stuff like that too, yeah. This is this is like perfect for like ribs. Yeah, you know, yeah. Is my is my guess, you know, because it's got so much surface area, and um, you know, it'll be easy to maneuver around it. And um, if I can get myself a, a Smoky Mountain, so a, a Weber Smoky Mountain, then I've got a you know a full smoker like BP has for you know for pork butts and turkeys and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm on the right track and, you know, it's, it, it's a little, you know, it's used, it's definitely used, but it's not gross. The, the little damper, uh, the vent damper on top, I'm going to replace that cause that's, um, you know, a five buck replacement and the one he's got there is all, you know, gross and used, but the handles are new and, yeah. um, he did, uh, he did a couple modifications on the legs. Apparently they, typically fall off of this model oh Um, really yeah but he he fixed it all up so they're screwed in now um and i took it right from the truck into the basement so it's not even going to get uh it's not even going to get weathered over the winter and uh good deal next uh next spring man yeah that's awesome it'll be it'll be a grilling banana yeah you can get some you know one thing i bought off of craigslist a while back you ever see those Cuisinart Griddler things? You make like no. I mean, well, you can Google the Cuisinart Griddler, you know. And some guy, he had one. I was just thinking about talking about negotiation. I always offer people lower money, and he had one on there for fifty bucks. And then I went over and got it from him. It was literally unused, never opened in a box. I think it was a wedding gift. And okay. those things sell for like at least eighty bucks or something. I offered. Him. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a panini machine. Yeah, but you you know you can do all kinds of stuff with it. It's cool. You know you can open it up flat if you want to make eggs and bacon, all that type of stuff. But I've been having I had my eye on 
on one of those for a while, and then I just happened to come across this guy's Craigslist ad where he's trying to sell all this shit, you know? And I went there, and I was like, I was like, will you take 40 for it? He's like, no, nah, man, I got to get 50. He's like, they sell these things for like 100 bucks. I was like, yeah, it's fair, but I had to offer it. I had... <laughs> I was yeah, like, they I retail had, for... I had, I had to try to bargain with you, you know? But I was they like, it was such a good bucks. price anyway, you know? <laughs> So did you get it for 50? Yeah, I got it for 50 because at that point because I'd been looking at them and the cheapest price occasionally you'd see them like, you know, like they'd sell them for 70 bucks every now and then or something, but I was like, fuck it, I got to get it now. $50. That's as good as the price is going to be on that thing and it was completely unused. You know, like I had to open the box and pull it out, you know, like if it had been used <laughs> it wouldn't have been worth 50 bucks, but it's like I would have gone and paid 80 bucks for one of these in the condition that I got it from that guy, you know? Right, right. So it was worth it to yeah. me. Yeah. I've been scouring Craigslist for uh, like a knockaround truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, uh, you know, if I can save a couple bucks between now and next spring, um, you know, like a, just something I can, I can go get mulch in. I can. Yeah, the dogs with See, me instead of bringing them in my car. Like sometimes I think about that, but I don't really want to have to. See, I have a driveway that fits one car. I don't really feel like parking something on the street. You know, that's the downside is that I would have to park both of my cars on the street. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. You know, because then you have to worry about somebody hitting your car. You know, that's the issue. You know. Because I had that happen with an old car where friggin' side side rearview mirror was taken off, you know? Because some idiot, just some drunk asshole or whatever, just <laughs> friggin' hits your car while it's parked on the street, you know? Right. And then just takes off. Yeah. Know? Yep. So, you know. Because sometimes I think about that. I was like, man, if I could get a. A busted up old truck, you know, for like two thousand dollars or something. Something. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Do crap with, you know, just when you need a truck, it'd be nice. But it's like I just don't feel like parking on the street, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, with the dogs, that's enough for me to push it over the inconvenience of of two cars on the street, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. So, uh, well, uh, if you see anything good, man, although down there, I'd imagine it's a hit or miss proposition, right? Used cars off Craigslist. Yeah, I mean, I've never bought a used car off of Craigslist or even look at them, but I don't know. I mean, you Flood see so damage. many old beat up trucks down here, though, you know? Flood damage was a big issue with cars in Curacao because a lot of times, you know, they total out uh, yeah. cars and then they send them abroad. Yeah. You know? yep. Um. So you'd always have to watch out for well, that. Well, you always got to watch out that crap with used cars anyway. You know, if it's a salvage title, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Don't even need to get into that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, just because I know of people, you know, a woman that came crying in the office a while back because she got ripped off by some used car sale, used car lot, you know? Right. And it was a busted up old salvage title and it quit working right away and they gave him cash. I'm just like, I don't know. Sometimes you, it's like, you know, 
it's like the poor, stupid people are the poorest people. Because it was, <laughs> I mean, it's sad to say, but it's like this is why you are where you are. This, the, no one with half a brain would have made this decision. <laughs> You know, and I was like, do you know the guy's name? She's like, I don't know his name. It's like, you handed somebody $2,300 in cash and you don't even know what his name is? <laughs> what? You know? Exactly. Oh, God. I don't know. It's like, that's why, oh, man, it's bad decisions like that. And the same people keep making them and they stay poor and they keep getting ripped off. It's freaking terrible. <laughs> it makes uh, it makes those who go to f- go food shopping on the Monday before Thanksgiving look like geniuses. Yes, that's what it does. <laughs> makes them look like sage men of letters. <laughs> well, then, on that note, my friend, with apologies to Girk's brother. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, good night, Fredo. I'm still waiting on the pizza recipes.